Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. And we have a very special guest with us today, someone who's been on the podcast several times, speaker, relationship coach, and transformational healer, Miss Julia Phoenix. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's one of my favorite places to be. Oh, we Aww. love having you. We always love having you on the show. You you always come on and drop such uh, truth bombs. And, um, you know, you've been such a good friend to us uh, off the show as well. And um, yeah. yeah, how have you been, Julia? You know, I've been okay. Feels better now that Mars is direct. And, you know, <laughs> we're kind of out of some crazy stuff with all this, these retrogrades and everything. For, for somebody like me, and um, I think you guys both are the same, actually, with a lot of forward moving energy, a lot of fiery kind of energy. It's been mm-hmm. a little bit rough to kind of feel, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, like stalled in our progression forward. Maybe you guys feel the same. So now I'm feeling yes. like, oh, okay, here's the momentum again. Here's the fire again. Like we're in Sagittarius season. I have six planets in Sagittarius. <laughs> let's get this so stuff done I'm like yeah all right let's go yeah it's yeah. nice yeah I I resonate with that a lot it's so funny because I don't even I'm like I like one week ago I might have told you that like all I was in a whole different world and now I, and we talk about this every time time is just absolutely insane I just I feel like I live lifetimes within weeks you know what I mean so right it's it's crazy, but yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, energy pick up right now too. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of things kind of like coming together. At least in my, like I'm like, yeah. all right, it's starting to move forward. So that's that feels good. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of people on the live stream. Everyone's saying hello. Uh, happy day before Thanksgiving. Can you believe that it's Thanksgiving tomorrow? Like, what is that? Also, it just feels so anticlimactic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so, hi everyone who is uh, who is available and who is around and who is hearing this. Oh, it'll be the day after Thanksgiving. Jamie mm. Michelle Heyman says the last two months have been so heavy, and this week mm. finally felt like a release. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, girl. Well, we're just going to bring you right back into heavy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the topic today. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We um kind of kidding. Kind of kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Go today ahead. Today we're going to talk about uh, a really interesting and kind of controversial topic in the spiritual community, which is the topic of demonic entities or negative attachments. Um, and, you know, Julia is here to help us co- have this conversation because 
uh, she's had a lot of experience with this and working with people through this and in her own, you know, unique healing way. So uh, Mary Jane on Facebook says, looking forward to this topic. Interesting. Okay, cool. People are on board. That's exciting. Good. All right. Let's (laughs) do it. So what can, I guess my first question would be, what can this look like? Because when I think a lot of the times when people think of like a demonic energy or really negative attachment, you think of like a possession, right? Like a the exorcist. Old, yeah, the exorcist. Like oh, my head's spinning. I'm throwing up everywhere, or I'm murdering people. And what's the more? What's really happening here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to understand that like this isn't necessarily something to freak out about because almost everyone walking around has entity attachments. You know, most of us have multiples. Like, it's just a thing. It exists on one dimensional level. Mm -hmm. We also have guides and angels and all kinds of other things about us, right? But most of us have these entity attachments. And and it doesn't often look like an exorcist type of possession. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. it can, I think, you know, occasionally. But but for most of us, um, we're not even necessarily going to make the connection all the time that that's what it is. Because instead, we might just, um, I mean, a good example is like with an addiction, right? Mm. Like, if you have a part of you that's sort of compartmentalized over here in doing that addictive behavior, there might actually be an entity attached to that part of you that is involved in the addiction. And both parties are getting fed by that, you know, Uh, process of engaging in the addiction, right? The demonic energy might actually play a role in perpetuating that process. You know, Um, another good example is like uh, a lot of people have um, what I call shapeshifter demons. So if we had really unsafe circumstances in our childhoods Mm -hmm. and we learned to cope through, uh, you know, manipulating or changing ourselves into whatever we needed to be in order to stay safe, we actually will have like an attachment usually to a a part of us that is like that. Again, it's sort of compartmentalized away from the rest of our personality. It's subconscious, you know, so Mm -hmm. this is everything to do with trauma. Um, And, and that shapeshifter demon will help enable us to get those needs met, you know? So it's kind of a mutual Relationship. I was going to say that almost sounds like a protector. That almost sounds like yes, not necessarily a bad thing. Am I wrong in that? Or, or? in a lot of ways, yes. I mean, ultimately, you know, if you look at it from different perspectives and different angles in terms of like the whole being, ultimately, you can say that these demonic attachments don't necessarily serve our highest evolution, right? Like usually when we become aware of them, it's like, oh, okay, like that's not so good. It doesn't feel great, you know, (laughs) right? But but if you break it down um, to the intention behind these exchanges, Mm. it is actually always, um, it's something that's designed to enable us to get a need met that we don't know how to meet any other way, Mm. you know? And this is a deeply subconscious thing, you know? So this is why we, we, we see these entities and energies as something so outside of ourselves and so scary, you know, and it can be scary. I want to honor that. Right. Um, but also they're working with us. It's always a mutual exchange. There's always a vibrational point of resonance within us mm. to that 
experience or that energy, right? And so our job is not to just like, in my in my perspective and opinion, to just push it out and say like, this is bad, this is evil, and I'm identified with good because my ego is addicted to being good. And so this needs to go, right? It, it's more so... I feel our job is to really understand, like, why is this consciousness here? What role am I playing in this? Like, where is this hooking into me? And how can I enable this consciousness to evolve into its highest form, its most exalted expression? Mm, I love, I I really like that Mm. perspective shift. And that is, I think so. I can't speak for Alexa, but I can speak for myself that a couple of years ago, I was like, just send it love and light and it's gone. You know what I mean? And like, that's it. We're just going to spiritual bypass this and we're just not going to pay attention to it. Um, and I definitely feel like my, my position on this, my viewpoint has shifted dramatically on this. Um, so I guess my question is what's the common misconception in the spiritual community associated with these demonic or um, viewed as negative attachments? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. I think if I were to boil it down to like the most dominant misconception around it, or really just the mindset, I think that gets us into trouble around this is looking at polarities Mm-hmm. And identifying only with one polarity and and seeing it as a, a fight, a battle, right? So mm-hmm. you'll hear this, like even, especially right now, actually, yeah. with everything that's going on with, with the pandemic and everything, it's like, it's this big battle between good and evil. And that's a really outdated, really antiquated, really unhelpful philosophy, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, the ego wants to attach to goodness because that's what keeps us feeling safe because we're social species. And if we're bad, we get isolated from the herd, right? So goodness, preserving our sense of goodness at all costs. It's, it's about selective identification, right? Mm. Like we're identified with this one polarity to the, Mm. uh, to the exclusion of the other. And then we push against it. And what happens is it's just more resistance. So we create more of the same and we're doing this internally within ourselves all the time with parts of us that we believe are bad and parts Mm -hmm. of us that we believe are good, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just a furthering of this kind of like fracturing and this polarization versus what we really want. And by the way, you know, I'm a relationship coach and this is related. Um, (laughs) What we really want is, is an integration and a coming together of perspectives. You know, it's a relationship. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I have so many questions about this. Sorry, Lex. I'm not even letting her talk today. (laughs) She's not even here guys. No, I'm kidding. But um, it's interesting because I'm thinking of like the narcissist in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And they are identified as like the bad or like the bad Mm -hmm. person or the negative person. And it's, and the other person is identified as the victim, right? And it, that doesn't, in a lot of ways, doesn't necessarily make sense because you're a multifaceted human being. So you're going to have dark and light. You're going to have negative and positive always. Um, but then the other aspect are we just had an episode about cancel culture. Mm. And so how quick we are to just cancel people and say, oh, we're done. We're spiritual. So we're no longer paying attention to them. Can you speak a little bit about both of those topics that I just mentioned? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, um, 
with cancel culture, I mean, it's just an example of something that I believe has been happening within like human consciousness since as long as I've been able to read about the history of human consciousness, which is this just notion of othering, you know, um, and seeing what's bad. And it's not that I, I'm saying we shouldn't have an emotional reaction to these things. Like Mm -hmm. when I read a story about like, I'm just going to say this person's name, like, um, I had a reaction to, uh, I don't know if you guys know Nako and medicine for the people. Yeah, I do. So, you know, he, there recently was a scandal, right. And he was accused of, um, you know, having sexual misconduct with all these very young girls at his shows and things. And there was lots of evidence and text messages. And I read through some of this. I'm like, yeah, it triggered me. And I got mad, right? And I, I take ownership of that. I think that it's okay and it's right to have those feelings arise within us on a very human level, particularly if we've been wounded by someone like that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes this is an expression of like a personal preference, a personal truth, a personal boundary, and it should be honored. However, ultimately, it's my responsibility to move through those feelings and emotions within myself. And eventually, it's my practice to recognize that this is a reflection of me because everything in this MFing universe is a part of us. And so it's, it's hilarious to me, um, although like I'm not laughing, it's not like ha-ha funny, but you know, how people in the spiritual community in in one context, they can talk about how everything is love and oneness, right? Like, like Ambie's Arcturian, you know, I'm Pleiadian. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's this deep understanding of oneness in -hmm. those realms. And people talk about that. And then they're like, you know, I hate, I don't know, so-and-so Trump, like, fuck him. And you know, mm-hmm. whatever, like Nako's a piece of crap and we're going to just like blast him all over the internet and get a sense of ego gratification and a sense of my own goodness being preserved and my own sense of shame being projected onto this other person mm-hmm. because I don't want to feel that. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to get anywhere as a collective if we continue to do that. That's just the bottom line. Again, it's right to feel those emotions and I get the urge to do that and I do it myself sometimes. But at the end of the day, I don't care who the frack it is. If it's a Nazi, okay. I don't care who the fuck it is. If it's a Nazi, if it's Donald Trump, you know, if it's my rapist, Hmm. it is my job. And this is something that I personally take ownership of. It's not right for everybody for where they're at in their healing path. But it is my job to understand how this thing is a reflection of me and how to take ownership of this thing in a loving way. So as to shift my relationship to it within myself, because that is what's going to create integration within the whole that's going to end our collective history of war and suffering. Mm -hmm. I think that that adds another layer to the idea of oneness. That adds another layer Mm -hmm. to the idea of really being all aspects and all characters in this reality or have well, it's been all true. aspects. Yeah. And that perspective, again, like I'm careful when I talk about this sometimes because that perspective isn't beneficial to everyone all the time. Right. Mm. And it can be used that in itself can be used as a bypassing mechanism. Yeah. And it can be really abusive actually to tell someone who is like sorting through their own trauma of having had this experience, you know, that was very negative for them with a person and needing to go through 
a process of grieving and feeling anger and healing around that to say like, well, you're just one with them. So you just need to integrate them and understand that they're you. That's not going to be helpful for everyone at every phase of their healing. Right. So um, it's, I think it's important to understand that different truths are true at different dimensional levels. Like it is true that we are our own separate consciousnesses with our own bodies and our own free will, you know, on this planet in this identity that we chose, right? And it's also true that we're just a fractal, you know? Hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, I meant to mute that, but I do have a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, it's it's I it's a question for everyone because I, I do think this is really interesting because I, I will also Jovi on a Facebook says amen to what you just said, Julia. Awesome. Um <laughs> so, you know, Ambie already alluded to this as like your perspective has really changed on negative entities or demonic entities or whatever in the past year or recently. And for me, they really have too. Um, and, you know, I think it would just be interesting to kind of m maybe share our perspectives on them and maybe our experiences with them because – um, as you were talking, Julia, about kind of these relationships and these um, shared points and um, everything you were just mentioning, I was thinking about – so I'll just share really quick is that I literally up until this year thought – I was – I've heard so many people talk about negative entities and I just thought it was like a really fear-based thing and I was like, well, I don't really like – I don't experience that and I don't really like want to even go into that. Like I don't even want to talk about it. I don't really want to hear about it. Like that's just not in my, like we were saying, my love and light sphere. Um, and then um, I was getting a reading, it was probably like six months ago, and uh, I was bringing up something that had been happening in my life like, um, I don't know, like a few, like five years ago, right before my awakening. And uh, that I was like, yeah, it's weird because I used to hear this thing in my head about how this thing I wanted wasn't for me. Mm. And um, this person who was reading for me, they were actually like channeling at the time. And they were like, oh, yeah, that was a negative entity that was with you at the time. And I was like – and it was – they didn't have to say a single other thing. It was like – it was like everything just suddenly made sense and I flashed back to that time and I remember I saw all these moments in that time period where I remember saying out loud, I feel like it's not me. I don't feel mm. like this is me. Like, I don't feel like I'm in my body right now. I feel like I'm standing outside and someone else is driving. I used to say that. And I mm -hmm. would remember these instances where I would like send someone a picture of myself and I had like been playing with it on my phone. This is back before the days of like instant filters. Like you actually had to like put the filter on your face and like mess with it. And literally they were like terrified. They were like, what did you, what is this? And I'm like, what? I, and I would, I looked at the picture again a couple years later and it scared me. It looked like a clown. Mm -hmm. It was scary. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, all of these just kind of instances realizing like that makes complete sense. Now, this doesn't mean that I don't take responsibility for what happened. It doesn't because I, I did some pretty shitty stuff back then. Doesn't mean I don't take responsibility. This is my perspective. It doesn't mean that, you know, I, I still take responsibility because I'm still a human being on this earth. And, you know, I still, like you said, played a part in that, right? Like because I was vibrating at a certain level. 
But um, what was shared through this reading, which I really understand and really resonated with me deeply, was that, um, you know, I actually called this in to help me grow because it took me to my lowest. Like literally that story Mm -hmm. I tell about my awakening with my face, where I talk about how my left side of my face swole, I had to go to the ER, no one knew what was going on, and it happened twice in a row, and that's what finally woke me up. Mm-hmm. That was a part of that. That was a mm-hmm. part of that whole entity, at least that's what I was understanding, and, and you know, is that that was, that was like a manipulation of energy. Now, that woke me up. So from there, I started, you know, growing, learning, awakening to the point where my vibration ascended past where this being could be. And without even knowing it, I, I became an environment in which it was not hospitable for this being to attach to anymore. Mm-hmm. So having that experience and that reflection and looking back, and I had that experience without even knowing it, right? I didn't know what was going on. But looking back, it was like it makes complete sense to me. Up until that moment, I literally did not kind of subscribe to this idea of like negative energies. Now I do, and I'm very, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to understand it and explore it more and, and you know, um, having that point of reference. Um, but I, I just kind of share that to say I understand all sides, you know, I understand why people don't really like to go into it. I also understand now like, how it can kind of interact with your life. Um, and I also understand what you shared, Julia, about how it's it's kind of like this, everybody's feeding off each other. That sounds really- Symbiotic. Yes, symbiotic uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So that's my experience with the energies. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you have it, like, have you had an experience with a negative energy, Julia? You're asking me? Yeah, or uh, Andy. Yeah, I mean- Absolutely. I've had many, you know, I think for someone with kind of the level of trauma that I carry, you know, and um, your listeners who have heard me on the podcast before probably know my story, but, you know, I, I grew up in a cult. I was sexually abused since I was two by my dad and by others. And so there are really dense, heavy imprints, you know, Mm -hmm. that happen when you experience those kinds of things. And it's no fault of your own, right? Mm -hmm. It was no fault of mine to have been imprinted at such a young age with a lot of, you know, you could say dark, but let's just say like lower vibrational energies, right? Right. Um, There, I'm sure, were a lot of entities attached to the people who were abusing me, you know, who were getting needs met through that exchange, right? And also, I dissociated from my body to the extent that it was quite easy for other energies and entities to come in. I had zero boundaries at all, zero boundaries. Mm -hmm. And this is a huge thing if you're looking at entities too, on any level, emotional, Mm -hmm. mental, spiritual, physical no boundaries. So Mm. I had a lot. Right. And I used to actually draw them and I didn't know what they were, but like when I was in high school, when I was in college, I would draw these figures and they had this energy about them. People would look at them and be like, Oh, that's creepy. Kind of like your picture, Alexa, you know? Um, and, and it wasn't until years later where I started to really understand what those were. I believe that a lot of that shifted for me as I 
integrated and healed from the trauma. As I started to um, explore those imprints and resolve that trauma, and again, Alexa, like you said, no longer become a vibrational match to those energies and those entities, some of them I've worked with more directly meaning they've come up maybe in uh, processes that I'm doing with myself around, you know, my inner child or traumas that happened with me and they just appear. Mm. Or I've had just creepy experiences, experiences of feeling like I was being psychically attacked. You know, Mm. there was one time where I actually had like a, a legitimate panic attack and it was, you know, this kind of demonic energy that was hooked. It was hooked into my heart. Actually, that's, that's where they hook in a lot with me. People have their spots, right. Where you're mm. real open and mm. you know, yeah. they just like to get in there. Uh, <laughs> right? and so, 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 but, but this was actually like, uh, you know, this particular one and, and they're, they're different every time, but this particular one was actually like a, a thought form of a child who had been abused, you know? Mm. So there was like a, a resonance there. Right. So I've worked with it in, in different ways. Like each situation, I think, can warrant a different approach. But always it's it's been about understanding this consciousness, right? And a lot of the time, um, ooh, I've discovered some that have been attached to my ancestral line because mm-hmm. a lot of times they actually get passed down generation to generation and they can be attached to a belief. Like Alexa, mm-hmm. like what was the belief you said? Like you'll never, what was it? It was like that this thing that I wanted wasn't for me. Yeah, this thing isn't for you. So that's a belief that maybe was carried, has been carried in your ancestral line. I don't know, actually, for this particular situation, but let's say that it it was. Um, That could have, you know, served a purpose, that belief centuries ago and be just generations and generations. This entity just kind of like travels and you happen to be the lucky recipient of that, you know, connection. (laughs) And, and so it can, it can involve changing beliefs. It can involve actually like exploring um, what is this voice that is talking to me and saying these things? Why is it here? What does it need? A lot of times when you try to actually have conversations with these entities, which is what I tend to do, unless I'm so um, overcome by it that I actually like need help to Mm. disidentify from that because I'm like blended with it. Uh, that's more of kind of a possession state. But if I'm if I'm able to maintain a little bit more observational awareness, you know, I'll have conversations with these beings. And it's wild because nine times out of 10, they're so stuck in determinism, meaning they have no access to free will or choice. They're really in this kind of dark place of like lack where they don't really understand even that they exist sometimes. They're like weirded out that you're talking to them and you're like, you, you, you know, I'll be like, do you like your job? Do you like what you're doing? And it's like, well, what do you mean? Like I could do something else. Nobody's ever asked me that. This is a really common kind of a response that you'll get from these entities because they just lack consciousness. They're almost like children, you know? Yeah. They just don't, they, they don't have um, a lot of awareness of their own free will and choice. And they're under the, illusion that they have no access to source consciousness. They're not connected to a, a stream of life force energy, which is why they're hooking into you. Wow. So. Hmm. That's interesting. Cause it's kind of like it, there are humans like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those humans who are know, also have- can also kind of be like negative entities sometimes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels that way. And if you have a huge issue, I'm going to tell you like if, if anyone listening has like a huge issue with negative entities and it's like super triggered that we even would be talking about something like this, like that's something to, to look at in terms of like a part of you that you're perceiving might be like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I know I was accused of being an energy vampire in the past and I'm sure I was. Oh, I just did a TikTok on that. I got a a download about that the other day that's like, not only are there energy vampires, but you have been one for a lot (laughs) of your life. And I was shown all the ways in which I was where I thought I was just being like a daughter. I thought I was being, I was like calling my parents incessantly, like, give me energy, like talk to me, like when I was, you know, dealing with stuff at school and, and doing that with friends and stuff like that. But so it was, I got that download about how it's like, but was I a good person? Yeah. Am I, am I still a part of source? Absolutely. I just, I just, I was unconscious as you are speaking about, I was unconscious of what I was doing. And I think exactly. Yeah. That's what we're exactly. Yeah. It's about bringing the, the consciousness, the light of consciousness, the light of awareness. And if we bring that presence and that light of consciousness or awareness to these parts of us or to these, you know, thought forms, these beings, um, there is a way in which those, those things can sort of shift on their own. You know, um, I'm not saying that there aren't circumstances in which like kind of some heavy duty, uh, you know, people who really have like experience with like entity removal in a specific way. I mean, you can call in help and sometimes that's like needed, you know, sometimes if people are real overwhelmed by something like that. Um, I, I think that's awesome to get help. I'm not saying like suffer with it by yourself, you know, (laughs) you, you know, you might, you might need a little energetic surgery to also, you know, to complement any work that you're doing on an emotional or on a mental level. Um, I can't remember why I was sharing that, but for some reason that felt important to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have a great. And go ahead. I do have a question. So we're talking about um, obviously within ourselves and different negative ent- entities, geez, that attach to us either through our lineage or through some kind of protective tool or, or whatever have you. But what about negative entities that either people see? Because I know I've seen this. I don't know if other people have mm-hmm. seen this or like people that have crazy things happen in their house. So I've mm-hmm. actually seen, and it's most, it's happened twice. And it's only been when I've been giving someone a reading and um, what shows up is like a black spider. I don't actually mm-hmm. know if it's a spider. It's just a creature, but it's this big. So it's not like a real spider. I know it's like not physically there but it'll crawl out and into the bushes or like, cause sometimes I do readings outside. Um, it'll crawl out and hide somewhere. And based on the conversation. And then I asked my guides and I'm like, they have some kind of negative entity attached here. So what are your. Yeah. So that's one specific uh, person that you're interacting with that has this specific spider like creature attached to them. Um, it's been twice, two different okay. people. Okay. Oh, two different people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes if you're seeing something real similar, it, it can, I think it can be um, just the way that your uh, consciousness is like um, giving you that information is that mm-hmm. like, that's how it's showing up for you as this like black spider is like your indication that like, 
you know, like the subconscious is so weird like that. And sometimes psychic sight, as I'm sure you're aware, can yeah. be really weird like that too. Like I, for a while I had, um, my higher self and my guides or whatever kept showing me, um, when I was having really poor energetic boundaries and I was having just other people's like, like a lot of just stuff. Um, they kept showing me like worms, Mm. And I was mm-hmm. like, can you guys pick a different thing? Yeah, I don't love so, spiders. It so I definitely don't see it like that. Yeah, I don't me. see it like that anymore. I see it more like strings now, you know, That's but it. that was the way that they got my attention because yeah. otherwise I wasn't going to notice it or, or care enough to do something about it. Right. Yeah. So that could be one thing. Um, I, I also wonder if since it was two different people, it might be um, – a thought form that hangs out around you, Ambi. I don't know. It could it's be. Just... It very well could be. Oh. I don't remember. Well, it probably didn't serve its purpose because I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not great. But well, it, yeah, well, if it comes up again, like you could address it directly, like see if you can just not scream. have it come forward and, and just like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, oh, geez, why are you here? That's bravery to like stare at a giant spider and be like, hey, it is, how's it, it going? Is <laughs> it does require some courage. And this is why some people really, I think, do need other people to be there with them, you know. Um, yeah. But I'm kind of, I'm real, I'm actually like abnormally ballsy when it comes to this stuff. Like even within my community, because we do a lot of shadow work collectively mm. and, um, you know, like family constellation work. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. that. Yeah. And we've, we've done um, work channeling ancestral lines and things like that. We've Mm -hmm. actually encountered demons and I'm always basically the one to channel a demon if that's necessary or to kind of speak to it. I'm not sure why I have this level of kind of it's not like I never get scared. I mean, sometimes it's really scary, but I think I just innately want to move towards that, which is um, misunderstood mm-hmm. or unseen, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe you're just a badass. Maybe I'm just a badass. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel weird owning that. I sense my own shame coming up around this. So I'm just, just going to out myself. I'm like, oh, I don't want to really own that. Um, Wait, but yeah, oh, owning yeah. which part? The badassery. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, I was like, I was gonna say, like, I feel like that that you being gravitating towards that is really showing again. That it's just like, like you said, it's like a child. It's like a wounded child. Yeah. I feel like you can really recognize that in mm. these energies. Is that there? It's, it's, it's. <laughs> its bark is worse than its bite, right? And really like the reason that it's it's in this way is because it's unconscious and it's in pain. And I feel yeah. like you really see the pain in other people. You really like, mm-hmm. you really empathize and you really, you know, that's what you gravitate towards, so. Thank you. That's very uh, true, I think. I really appreciate that reflection. Yeah, because it, that is, I mean, that's real. Like uh, these are... Yeah, these are like little kids that are hurting. Um, they don't always present that way, you know. <laughs> but if you can get to their core, um, you always you always get to see that. You know, you it's always about getting to the vulnerability, and this is the same again, like in relationship. It, it's always about getting to the vulnerability underneath 
the positive intention underneath what need is this person or this being like trying to meet through this and how do I actually help them to get there, you know? Yeah, totally. And, uh, let me tell you, when I was a little kid and I was in pain, I was probably a freaking demon. I'm telling you, I I probably appeared as a demon to my parents. I'm not kidding you. Um, well, yeah. Um, also, I want to bring up. This is not related to what you were just talking about, but it kept flashing in my mind. Of a couple years ago, I was reading. I forget where I, I read this somewhere, and it made so much sense to me. And it popped up when you were talking about boundaries and just having. Mm you not having any boundaries at all. Um, but just, you know, as you're learning and growing and starting to set emotional, mental, spiritual boundaries, mm-hmm. how that's kind of doing some of the work for you. And that's I was thinking, well, I was reading about how, um, you know, like a lot of the times when people start to kind of awaken or do this work, it becomes very difficult for them to go into places such as bars, right? Because in bars, there's kind of like a lot of negative energies like hanging around there waiting, just kind of like waiting to take people for a ride because people, it's it's where that term spirits comes from, right? Like wine and spirits. Mm-hmm. It's like literally, oh, yeah. well, one, it's the spirit of what you're drinking, right? But also it's, it's it, people go to places like that kind of to, with the intention to like go away for a little while. You know what I mean? And so yeah, well, and when you alter your consciousness like that, you leave your body, you leave yourself real open. So yeah. you're absolutely. And it's so not, is that, say, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say real quick. It's not to say that you can't have a good time or like party or no. drink with your friends with, with, with in a safe way or without attracting that. I just think a lot of the times there's, you know, when people, in my 20s, I know I was hanging out places like that trying to just like get messed up. And I mm-hmm. remember some nights that where things were happening where I'm like, what? How did that happen? Well, it's because, you know, there's other energies hanging around ready and waiting. So my question was, is that I, I was just going to Google this the other day, but I forgot. What happens when you black out drunk? Like what? It, oh, what God. is moving my body around? at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I've always wondered this, like, on a spiritual level, what's going on there? Why don't I have any memories? What, why am I doing these really um, mm. things that I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that like you do things and you're like, oh my God. And you're just mortified the next day. And you're like, that was not, yeah. this is something that I am not proud of. So yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's generally when your conscious mind just kind of takes a vacay and your, your subconscious takes over really. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's not that always there's going to be like a bunch of negative entities, like moving through you, although that might be a component, but I think with something like blacking out, um, and I used to do this, I, you know, um, you know, the Sandy, but I've been clean and sober 11 years, but prior to that I was a drug addict and, you know, all of that. And so, I'm familiar with, with what you're talking about. Um, I think that there is this deep need that people who have those experiences have to escape. And that's essentially what they're doing. They're escaping their body on a conscious or on a conscious level, you know, conscious Mm -hmm. mind takes a vacation. Um, a lot of times it's just the subconscious taking over and that's why you'll see people doing things that are really out of character. It's because it's whatever you've suppressed, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you've kind of pushed aside because you're not allowed to feel that way and you're not allowed to be that way. It's like when people get blackout drunk and start like raging, 
Mm. It's because they have a shit ton of suppressed rage all the time, Yeah, you know, and they needed that in order to be able to express it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's always about making the subconscious conscious and allowing as much as, as much of that. um, Sometimes it's like rebellion parts of us that just want to have fun, but we're like, no, we're an adult now. We don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So like bringing those parts more into the conscious mind so that we can, you know, express them in, in broad daylight, so to speak, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of relieves the need for that. If that makes sense. Mm Yeah. hundred percent. That's, I don't know why I've never realized that. I'm sure I've realized that on some level, but the way you just explained it, I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. It's yeah. Whatever what is inside is just going to come out when you get drunk or blackout or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, we're we're nearing the end of the hour, but question. Wow. If somebody – I know, time fl- flew. Um, question. If somebody has – I don't know, thinks they have a negative entity or something, what is – you know, as or kind of it's showing up in their relationship too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is what is your suggestion of kind of maybe some steps they can take to work with it or? Yeah, yeah. So first, I think like I think the first step is to release resistance to the entity itself. Meaning, like I I get that it can be really really scary, but anything that somebody who's in this position can do to sort of self soothe and calm themselves down around like this is, you know, this is a being that's attached to me and, and that is weird. However, right now I'm okay. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. You know, kind of just getting, getting yourself into a position where you're not freaking out about it and pushing against it in a really intense way. And if you can get yourself more into the vibration of curiosity. So really assuming that, assuming that this energy or this entity is here to teach me something assuming that this energy or this entity is here to benefit me in some way mm-hmm. you know let's find out what that is right because everything that comes into my reality is a teacher and this is no different and this is going to be a big teacher if it's causing a lot of discomfort right mm-hmm. so that would be I think the first step um and then you know I'm trying to think which one to do first you can actually switch off, but speaking to the entity itself, like ask it to to actually show itself to you in a form. If you're a visual person, this will work better for you. But if you can actually see the thought form in front of you, even in your mind's eye, so that you can just have a dialogue with it and then just start asking it questions and you can involve other people. If this is like too scary to do alone. And I'm going to offer you guys, I don't actually do uh, one-on-ones like one-offs, but inner bloom listeners who like want to do something like this with me, um, you can hit me up and, and I'll do this just for you around this special issue. If you need help, Ooh, that's wow. a good, if somebody's email. like, I feel like I have an entity and I don't know what to do. And it's scary. I'll, I'll help you. Um, so, so, you know, so you're having this conversation with this, being, which is really an aspect of you and just trying to understand it. What does it need? Where does it come from? Usually it's going to be not so nice, you know? Uh, So, so it it requires a high degree of kind of like just patience and non-reactivity, but, but additionally, like ask to see the aspect of you that attached 
that is attached to this demon, you know, that, that is uh, in vibrational resonance to this demon or that is like, you know, feeding this demon. Right. So a lot of times you'll see an inner child mm-hmm. and you'll see the need being met, which is attached to some form of trauma, you know, like for example, One of the hugest reasons why people have entity attachments is actually just emotional neglect. I shouldn't even say Mm. just emotional neglect is huge. So this feeling of loneliness or this experience of loneliness, emotional or physical neglect, um, it meets a need of companionship and belonging. Mm. And very often we'll find that the the demon has the very same uh, need because Mm. it perceives itself as separate and a reject and an outsider, you know? Um, So there's this camaraderie, you know, I've come, I've come across like two-year-old aspects of me that have been attached to an entity because they were so alone, you know, dealing with the experiences they were dealing with, that that was what was available to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we just gently try to help uh, both of these consciousnesses see things in a different way, you know, and meet those needs right? So the two-year-old needs to understand that um, we're in a different timeline now, that we have opportunities for connection. Maybe I need to show her that, you know, and explain that to her, um, allow her to experience that. And this demon needs to understand that it's connected to source consciousness. So how can I, uh, you know, enable this consciousness to get that it has a connection Mm. to Thing other than you know this this inner child of mine right I've I've actually I've actually worked with demons where I've um I've invited them to like go off and sort of like play or congregate with other thought forms that are of a similar frequency in the fourth dimension or uh there was one that wanted to go inside of a tree when she mm-hmm. realized this was an ancestral uh thought form that was like really creepy that I worked with. Um, but she, she eventually decided that she wanted to go inside of, of a tree outside, you know? So that's what we did because she, uh, she felt finally after like a long time of working with her, um, a connection within the frequency of the earth, you know? Mm, wow. hmm. So I don't know if that's confused. I mean, no, that's great. I don't know if that's confusing. No, okay. like no, that. no, no. But I, yeah. I think that's great. And like Julia said, she just so kindly offered if, you know, if you're needing more support, she doesn't even do this at all, but is Thank offering you so much. a one-off session. So, you know, message, message her, take her up on it if this is something that you're experiencing. And Julia, how can people contact you, whether they want to work with you for that or relationship? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also do relationship coaching. This is different than, you know, what I normally will hop on social media and be talking about. However, again, it is connected. And this is the type of stuff that often will come up in my sessions. Like we're not doing shallow work here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so, but you can message me on Facebook, Julia Phoenix. You can... Um, you know, Facebook friend me, actually, that's, that's totally fine. I use my personal page for a lot. Uh, you can also go to juliaphoenix11.com. 11 is spelled out like the word, not like the double one, juliaphoenix11.com. Um, I'm running a Black Friday deal on all my courses too. So Ooh, you can check that out exciting. when you're on the website. Yeah. Uh, or you can email me at questions.julia at gmail.com. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Uh, We'll put all that in the show notes as we usually do. Um, 
Julia, thank you for being here. Actually, before we wrap up, we're going to just a couple of announcements because it's kind of time sensitive to uh, this. Actually, it fits in really well. So with what we're talking about. So we ha- we mentioned on the last episode uh, on December 3rd, so starting the month of December, we're unrolling kind of a new feature for our Patreons. And on December 3rd, we're... Um, we're having a masterclass on uh, New Earth Energetic Protection. So for our patrons, if you're a patron, oh. yeah, you can get in at any tier. And uh, the actual live stream will be on December 3rd. So this fit, fits in really nicely. It's another you know option of something you can do. Um, so be aware of that. And then also we are doing our holiday giveaway. Um, and all you have to do to enter that is give us a rating slash review on iTunes. You guys have already been submitting them. They've been so beautiful to read. Thank you so much. We're really excited about them. And, uh, this, Mm. these packages we're giving away, we're giving away three of them and they have all kinds of amazing, goodies and products from you guys, from our favorite listeners and their businesses and our new merch is in there. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're ending that on December 15th. So you guys have a a couple more weeks, a few more weeks to get in on that. And that's all. Thank you so much, Julia, for being here. This is an amazing topic. Everyone, everyone on Facebook is loving this and, uh, yeah, this is great. So thank you very much. I could talk for three more hours about this. <laughs> should do a, I'll do another a masterclass. Like that. Yeah, you should. I'm do like, a we're done already. I know. No, time always flies. Maybe we'll, maybe but we'll. we'll have you back, I'm sure, very yeah. soon. And uh, we love you so much. I hope so. Of course, love you guys. Course. Until okay. next time, everyone. Thank Keep you so much. Thanks so much. Bye, Bye. everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.